Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 291, Know the Rules. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Mark Decote. I once blew $50 in quarters in a single afternoon playing arcade games, and I believe if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I talk about the consequences of not knowing the rules. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day today to listen to me for the next few minutes. Time is a precious commodity, and Daryl and I really appreciate your devotion to this and all the other great Golden Spiral Media podcasts. Now tell me something. Is the weather where you are as wonky as it is here? Last week, we hit a high of 37 degrees Celsius with the Humidex. That's almost 99 degrees Fahrenheit. And this week, we're seeing lows around 4 degrees Celsius, or 39 Fahrenheit. If only someone can set the temperature at a comfortable level and just leave it there for the season. That would be great. Well, it's time for today's fun fact of the day. There have been some very strange laws written over the years. Did you know that even though they're not enforced, the following laws are technically still in effect today? In the state of Florida, single women are not allowed to parachute on Sundays. Also in Florida, men may not be seen in public in any kind of strapless gown. In Tucson, Arizona, it's still technically illegal for women to wear pants. In Michigan, a woman isn't allowed to cut her hair without her husband's permission. In the state of Maryland, it's actually illegal for a woman to go through her husband's pockets while he's sleeping. In Delaware, a woman can be charged with disorderly conduct if she proposes to a man. These laws really make you wonder what situation arose for someone to actually pass these into law. And I'm really glad they're no longer enforced. So here's what I learned yesterday. I had a completely different episode planned for you today. I started thinking about it on the weekend and slowly fleshed it out in my mind over the last couple of days. Until this morning, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. But life is funny. Sometimes, out of the blue, something happens that changes your plans. That's what happened to me today, and I knew immediately that I was changing my silly topic. Don't worry, my other topic was good, so I can save it for another week. Anyways, here goes. As I mentioned before, I live in a rural area just outside the city of Cornwall, Ontario. Officially, my address is Long Sioux, Ontario. But I'm closer to Cornwall than I am to the town of Long Sioux, but that's not important for this story. Cornwall is a border city. It's situated along the Great St. Lawrence River and offers an international bridge to the state of New York. It's actually two bridges. The first one takes you across from Cornwall to Cornwall Island and the Akwesasne Indian Reserve. Akwesasne is an interesting place. The north side of this native territory sits in Canada, and the south side sits in the USA. To make it even more interesting, the northern portion in Canada is divided by the provincial boundaries between Ontario and Quebec. From the Ontario section on Cornwall Island, you cross another bridge to Roosevelt Town, New York. Once in the USA, it's a short 10-minute drive to the town of Messina. Now, why am I telling you this? You see, one of the great perks of living in, or in my case, just outside a border city, is the convenience of crossing to and from the USA. I'm especially grateful for this when it comes to online shopping. I'm a big online shopper. Over the years, I've bought hundreds of items on sites such as eBay and Amazon and many others. Now, you're probably wondering what shopping on eBay or Amazon has to do with border crossing into the USA. And I could sum it up with two words. 
free shipping. There are many, many great American stores and shops, both brick and mortar and online, that either don't ship to Canada or charge an arm and a leg to ship anything across the border. Many of these great shops do, however, offer free shipping within the continental U.S. Well, many years ago, I was told about a small business in Messina, New York, that caters to us Canadian shoppers. For a very small fee, I can have my parcel shipped to this store and then simply drive across the border and pick it up. Depending on the item's value, I may have to pay duties and taxes when crossing back into Canada, but the amount usually comes up to less than if I had had it shipped directly to me. As an added bonus, on my way home from Messina, I usually take a five-minute detour onto the American side of the Akwesasne Indian Reserve to fill up my gas tank. Gas on the reserve is much, much cheaper than elsewhere, and I can usually save between $20 and $30 when filling up my truck. Now, I've been eyeing a new piece of audio equipment for quite some time now, and last week I finally had enough money to buy it. An American store Daryl referred me to had the best price on the unit, much better than anything I could find here in Canada, so I decided to buy it and have it shipped to Messina. Today I took some time off work to drive over there and pick it up. It was perfect timing too, since my truck had less than a quarter tank of gas left. So I drove to Messina, picked up my package, and then drove to the Indian Reserve for gas. To my surprise, the place I normally stopped was closed. The main building behind the gas pumps was almost completely destroyed by a recent fire. Now, I knew I could drive another 15 minutes onto the reserve and find another gas station, but that was driving farther away from the border crossing. I remembered that there's a gas station on the island, on the Canadian part of the reserve that I pass by every time I cross. Its fuel prices aren't as good as on the American side, but in this case, I didn't want to add 30 minutes onto my trip. So I drove back to the border crossing, crossed the first bridge, and stopped for gas before proceeding over the second bridge to Canadian Customs. I've been having stuff shipped to Messina for years, so passing through Customs is usually a breeze. If I'm lucky, they just wave me through. And if I'm not, I have to go in and pay duties and taxes on my parcel. When I got to customs today, the agent started with his usual questions. Where do you live? How long have you been in the States? What was the purpose of your trip? What is the value of the merchandise you're returning with? Did you make any other stops along the way? Now, as everyone knows, you don't mess with a customs official. So I answered the questions truthfully, showing him the receipt for my new equipment. When he asked his last question, I told him the only other place I stopped was for gas. He asked me where, so I told him that I tried to go to the place on the reserve, but when I saw it burnt down, I just decided to stop at the place on the island on the way home. This is when the agent stopped what he was doing and looked directly at me. You stopped on the island for gas? He asked. I replied that I had. His next statement sent a pit down my stomach. So you admit to stopping on Canadian soil before checking in with customs? I was starting to panic at this point, and I'm sure he saw it on my face. Is there a problem? I asked. Do you know the rules, he asked me. Know the rules to what, I replied. Then he told me that any time I cross from the U.S. back into Canada, I'm supposed to check in at customs before stopping anywhere. Otherwise, my vehicle could be seized and I could be hit with a $1,000 fine. I was confused. It's a straight road from the center of the island to the bridge, and the only thing along that road is that gas station. I told him as much, but he told me it didn't matter. The rules are the rules. I'm free to stop for gas on my way into the U.S., but not on my way back. Luckily, he decided to take it easy on me and let me off with a warning. I had to park my truck and go into the customs building and fill out a voluntary admission form stating what I had done so they could put it on my file. And the icing on the cake? 
Before going in, the officer at the gate told me he was going to let me through with my purchases, but since I now had to go inside, he made me pay duties and taxes. So here's what I learned. Know the rules. Years ago, the customs office was on Cornwall Island, but then the Mohawk people protested some of the changes the Canadian government was making to border crossings and kicked them off their land. The whole story actually made international news, so maybe you've heard of it. Well, the border remained closed for several months until it finally reopened at the base of the bridge in the city of Cornwall. I remember the stink this made because people living on the island, returning from the U.S., were supposed to cross the second bridge into Cornwall, go through customs, then go back over the bridge again, back to the island. To be honest, I don't remember how that dispute was settled, but it was quite a few years ago, and I honestly didn't know I was in the wrong when I stopped for gas. I didn't know the rules. It's like when you're driving somewhere away from home. Here in Ontario, we can turn right on a red light, providing we come to a complete stop before proceeding. Quebec has the same rule, but not everywhere. When you cross a bridge onto the island of Montreal, and yes, in case you didn't know, Montreal is an island, when you cross any bridge onto the island, there are signs indicating the right turns on a red light are prohibited. If you don't pay attention to the signs, or if you don't already know the rules, you can easily be fined for turning on a red. Last year, when we took a family trip to South Carolina, passing through several states along the way, I made a point of asking people wherever I stopped if I could turn on a red light. I wanted to know the rules in every state, just in case one didn't allow it. I remember another case, my chemistry exam back in high school. We were allowed to bring calculators, so long as they could only do simple math equations. The prep sheet specifically stated that calculators with scientific functions were not allowed. The sheet also warned us that every year someone doesn't read the sheet and brings the wrong type to the exam. Sure enough, during my exam, the supervisor removed someone's calculator because they hadn't paid attention to what the teacher wrote on the prep sheet. Rules are important. They're there for a reason, and you have to know those rules. It doesn't matter if you're playing a game, driving a car, or crossing a border. Ignorance is not an excuse. I got off this time, but it could have easily gone the other way if the customs officer had been having a bad day and decided to take it out on me. I was lucky. And I can guarantee you that that's a rule that's seared into my brain and I'll never break it again. I'm Mark Decote, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'd love to hear your contributions on this week's Friday Forum. Head on over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback and use the form on that page to submit your written or audio message. You can also use the SpeakPipe widget to record something using your device's microphone. And of course, you can call our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.